0: Hey, everyone, welcome to Nonproductive. We're here in our super secret underground bunker, producing the last podcast ever for you, our lovely listeners. I'm Frank. I'm joined by Matt James Allen Pope, and we're talking about what we're what we're doing during the quarantine. A user discretion. We're going to be talking about what we're all going through these days, but we're not going to be too real about it, folks. Thank you for joining me in this in as far away as possible because that's <laughs> the only way I ever want to see you guys again. Yeah,
1: safe <laughs> that's fair. Distancing. I just yeah. never see your face. That's perfect.
0: Yeah, this is man a lot of people are making the joke that this is what gamers were built for but <laughs> let's be honest, we we may be better equipped than and, and
1: honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean like I keep on seeing a bunch of like on social media people saying Hey, like social distancing, it's gonna be tough. Um, you gotta like it, it's something that needs to be done. You gotta be safe. And in the meantime, I was like, oh, it's just, just uh, another day for me. I don't know, um, but it's
2: it's booting up WoW again. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, all kidding aside, yeah, I think everybody's got a little bit of stress involved. Oh yeah. Uh, these days, but the interesting thing. Uh, you know, trying to look on the bright side and keep your sanity is there is a, a strange amount of good things you can do, both good for yourself uh, from like a mental health standpoint and uh, just generally good for your friends because you can kind of join in these communal virtual experiences like recording this podcast. So there's we have games, TV, movies, books. We have a bunch of stuff we want to get through. Uh, I think Pope actually made probably the most like scarily poignant thing ever in our fan club today saying he's finally getting to that pile of games he was meaning to get to. And that's a little creepy. Uh,
3: Yeah. I I think I've played like two games already and I'm, I just started on Neo the the first one because the second one just came out. So I was trying to catch up. Tell us a little bit about it. What do you, what do you, what do you like about those games so far? I'm just a big fan of action RPGs in general. It's, you know, it's nice to, put in effort and and get stronger um this one is kind of a uh, a dark souls-esque like you're like all right cool i think i'm doing well. oh wow something popped out and killed me all right uh, i guess i'll go right back but it's uh it's very i think in dark souls i've actually never played a dark soul so i can't speak to it like don't you lose all your gear and you have to go find it yeah pretty much uh luckily in this you get to keep your gear but you lose like your experience points and then you go back and find your guardian spirit and it reimbues them back into you.
4: Oh, so that's very that's similar. What games were these again?
0: Uh, Neo and IOH. What about everybody else? Uh, any other good games going on? I, I, I've, I took this opportunity to look up mine. I finally started, and there's like a million games I could say right now that would make everybody in the chat very happy and everyone listening very happy because I'm such a faker. But I finally started... Journey to Sialios, otherwise known as Rough World. It's a game uh, built in 1990 for the S- for the NES. Um, does anybody know this game? Anyone no know at all? Idea.
1: <laughs> No idea.
0: No <laughs> idea. So a friend of mine recently bought a Switch, and I, because, of, of course, I'm the one walking them through this, as a huge expert that I am, uh, I say, oh, you know, you could get nes online and it gives you access to a bunch of classic um uh, nintendo games and they who just bought their switch said oh does it work for the SNES too and i'm like i don't know i don't guess maybe they had to introduce like immediately it went from like i'm the expert let me show you to oh tell me how this works anyways this is for the nes and it's it's it was a game originally designed uh to be the terminator game for nes but they lost the license in the middle of production so it's i I guess it's a game known entirely for its soundtrack which is pretty awesome and i just started it so yeah you know 30 years that's not bad
1: bad on average for the for the gamer backlog i've i know i've had stuff that's been sitting for years but i mean for me personally um i have been doing catch-up of my own uh, in Final Fantasy 14. Now normally when usually new content comes up, the first thing I do is like, oh, I do the new dungeons, the new uh, raids, the new boss fights and whatever. And I kind of ignore all the non-combat stuff, like the crafting and all the gathering uh, activities. But uh, due to this uh, situation and like some new additions to like how the crafting and gathering uh, systems were uh, are handled, uh, I've really gotten into uh, the non-combat parts of the game. I'm just like spending my days uh, either catching fish or crafting uh, slabs of rock rocks for buildings, <laughs> um, and it's it's very soothing. That
0: is the best part of those games. Yeah, just the fishing. I I I'm a big fan of fishing simulators
1: it gets kind of addictive because like there's like uh, a potentially like rare fish that uh, if you use the right date and like during the right like weather or time uh, you get uh, a special notification and your little character does like the special like reeling in animation and uh, you get this um, big like box that glows up saying like you caught this rare fish and then you get like a whole bunch of points for it so it's uh, it's kind of like fixing like a gambling addiction but with <laughs> fish.
0: Yeah, like that. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got a game that they're they've been finally
2: getting to? I wish. <laughs> I finally picked up I'm going to finish the Kingdom Hearts series. So I'm on dream drop distance. I think the 13th game in the franchise.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Uh,
2: It's actually the only one I haven't played. Um, So I had been holding off on playing Kingdom Hearts 3 until I played Dream Drop Distance. Uh, And then a few months back, I'd started it. And I guess I'd moved through it too fast that I made it to like the next to final boss. And it's like, why can't I beat this guy? And it suggested I be level 40. And I was level 25. And I'm not 100% sure how that happens. So... Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time grinding and uh, just exploring the game uh, and having some fun with it. So that's been nice. Um, You know, and then I I just got a whole stack of them. I might boot up uh, Persona 3 uh, that I haven't beaten in for at all. I'd never beat Persona 4. I need to start Persona 5. I mean, it's just a a long list of games. I've also been playing... the Metal Gear games you bought from me. Oh, I do have all the Metal Gear games from Pope. That's true. Um... I I bought the remake of Tales of Vesperia a while back, and that's a game Katie and I can play together, Katie's my wife, um, which is actually a lot of fun. Uh, We never even got to play my favorite Tales game, which Al actually got me uh, a copy for Christmas, gosh, 10 years ago now, uh, because I'd I'd lost it, uh, Tales of the Abyss. Um, so yeah, there's there's just a lot of great games. And then we've been trying to play a lot of the social games, too, right? So we hosted Jackbox Night last night here on NonPro, but I've been playing Jackbox with a bunch of other friends and preparing um some uh, virtual date nights, virtual double date nights with uh, Jackbox. So, you know, just trying to keep busy. That's cute that
0: reminds me of a telltale game that you bought me uh, a couple of years ago that I've yet to touch. I think that studio the time,
2: closed.
0: You've yeah, waited so longer
1: long in business
2: <laughs> what, is the game still accessible.
1: Uh, Interesting.
2: Maybe oh, not. If you haven't I, downloaded it.
0: I yeah. Think, so I think the problem was you bought it for me. I didn't have a computer that could run it. <laughs> or I think that I honestly do believe that was the true. That was the case. Because it was a while ago, uh, and I definitely have them now. I just never—I don't know if I downloaded it. Well, we'll find out. I'll try and I'll report back. Um, so to move over, well, I hear a little bit of clicking and then typing. But uh, you can you can still install them. You can still oh, install
2: yeah, them from Steam. Good. That was what oh, I was checking.
0: <laughs> excellent. All right. So to just briefly step us uh, move over a little bit to tabletop role playing games. Onyx Path, who I believe is the most recent publisher of the the White Wolf, uh, big in the 90s, White Wolf role playing game system, tabletop role playing game, uh, I think two days ago and still now as of time of recording, released digital copies of some of their big titles. Uh, Including recent like republished like the 20th anniversary of werewolf and the 20th anniversary of mage and a vampire book and I think Changeling and wraith are coming. These are these big like core books for their role playing setting in the attempt to get people to play while you know, and and I've actually a lot of the play online servers I've heard of uh, some there for board games and some of the for like roll 20 for example, are being almost overwhelmed by the amount of people who are logging in to play online. And in a way, not the overwhelming part, but the, the fact that so many people are trying it is super cool. I really enjoy it. And it's super cool that Onyx Path did this by releasing their game for free uh, to sort of wet people's appetite, get them involved. And also, I think, honestly, to give them something to do. That's something, James, you were mentioning in pre-production, that is something that media companies are doing that it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. It's been really interesting watching kind of the big, the big media companies start, uh, you know, I mean, essentially they're looking for alternate ways to get revenue, but in a way that is, is also beneficial to us, if that makes sense. Um, You know, as compared to sometimes when companies do that and it's not. Um, So like Disney released uh, the rise of Skywalker on digital download early and, uh, with all school, all the schools cancelling and closing. Disney also put Frozen 2 on Disney Plus early. Um, DreamWorks will be releasing Trolls when it comes out in April uh, directly to home video, uh, as well as in theaters. If people are unable to go out, they can download it. Um, you know, Harley Quinn's going to be coming out early. Um, all of, um, what's the horror studios, A24 or whatever? Um, they're releasing all of their stuff uh, that's currently in theaters are going straight, to, the straight cattiness, to digital
0: the cattiness in me wants to say uh, I don't know how many of these public services but yes okay <laughs> um, but you
2: know what I'm saying like it's it they're, they're doing a lot of a lot of people are doing a lot of different stuff uh, a lot of subscription services are offering uh, particularly learning based subscription services are offering you know uh, extended trials and extending days and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just nice. It's, you know, it's nice to see somebody doing something.
0: It is really cool. Uh, and, you know, we're big fans of the little guy here in, on non pro um, and non con. And it, we're not the only ones who are doing things like this. I, all the filmmakers and uh, musicians and artists and, and teachers I, I follow a lot of them are doing like live streams to kind of keep people entertained and sane during the quarantine. And that's that's really absolutely awesome.
3: Yeah, there's um, like an exceptional amount of famous people literally like reading children's books. They're like, hey, we're famous. They'll probably listen to us for 10 minutes. So yeah, mm-hmm. just just use this and I'll read the book and you'll be right back.
0: Yeah. It is pretty neat. Um uh, speaking of reading, let's let's just transition right out. Gwen wrote a great article for our website about books that you could read um, in today's climate. I think there were like 15 different books she suggested. I don't know if any of us have gotten into any of them, but are there things we are reading right now that we want to share with our listeners?
2: So I started uh, a book actually I got as a gift, a physical book, which I haven't had any opportunity to um, read any physical books in a long time. Uh, which is a uh, Ian the guy who did Artemis Fowl. He published a new book for adults, essentially about a uh, uh, Kate, an old like uh, Cajun dragon general, uh, and uh, his adventures coming out of retirement.
0: That sounds so stupid, but it, also really good.
2: <laughs> it's probably going to be amazing. That sort of stupid uh, is really just the the center of Ian Collar's brilliance. It's just like, this should be incredibly dumb, so dumb that it's just unreadable, and yet here I am, laughing hysterically. Uh, So yeah, his his humor, uh, you know, at least that's how I think of his humor for children, so I'm hoping that that translates pretty well to uh, his humor for adults. I've actually never read any of his adult novels. I also uh, finished the first uh, book in the Witcher series, which was quite fun. and uh, I'm about to start the second one, which uh, the TV show had turned me on to.
3: Speaking of a TV show turning you on to a book, I uh, just watched the second season of Altered Carbon, and I'm starting that series. I'm about halfway through the first book. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh kind of pulpy, like kind of the way I would enjoy a book. I don't know if you've ever read Battle Royale. Kind of just uh, equally as uh uh gory, but also like has a lot of like that like fun base level kind of lower easy to get into kind of writing i guess
4: so there are no like long prose what you're saying
3: i mean there there might be an aside here or there that that's a little extended but no it's it's kind of very this is what happens uh oh here's a thing from my memory that reminds me of what's going on right now um not like like very the flow is very well gotcha and uh i i I mean, for me, I could probably get through it in, like, three sittings. I feel like I I tend to be a little more intense than other people, so probably take you like, a week,
4: maybe a little less to read.
0: That's good. Anybody else reading anything good? Uh, Comics front? Al, you keeping up with all yours?
4: I am still keeping up with uh, IDW, Uh, (laughs) or at least trying to. You don't Uh, have to
0: sound guilty about it. This isn't a time for guilty pleasures. This is just a time for pleasures.
4: Yeah, so I'm still keeping up with IDW's Transformers comics. Um... They're still pretty much as I, like I, they're still kind of slow paced, but also pretty good. But I will say the Transformers galaxy series has been really, really killing it. Telling an amazing story about the constructicons and just these kind of like sort of slow fall into like reluctant, like not necessarily reluctant, but like, well, we gotta be evil. So let's do it. Uh, kind of story. And it's, it's really good. I was I was genuinely surprised, considering how slow paced the uh, the official book is. That their side stories and their spotlight stories have been like really killing it. So I'm kind of hyped about that.
0: Nice, nice. Did you have? They haven't released any of those crazy crossovers we've been talking about recently, right? The, the Ghostbusters, I think, is maybe one. And
4: Ghostbusters, uh, I think, is the only one that's come out thus far. There might be another one that's like, what was it? It was It was. Oh my god! We just talked about it not that long ago either. I want to. Uh, uh, I know
0: My Little Pony at one point, but yeah,
4: My Little Pony's supposed to be happening, but that hasn't happened yet. That story's being written, but like it's the same thing with Ghost Ghostbusters. It's taking place in its own continuity. But the Ghostbusters comic book is supposed to be really good. It's about like catching ghost star screams. So there's like uh-huh. there's a reason why it works. <laughs> I love it. Love it.
0: Oh man, I can't wait.
2: I've still been reading um and maybe a little too on the nose. But uh, I've been reading uh, Robert Kirkman's other comic, um, Post Walking Dead, which is Oblivion, um, which is about a um, post-apocalyptic event that occurred in Philadelphia that kind of transported a portion of Philly to another world. Um, And they've gotten to the point where they've met the people of that other world. And, uh, you know, conflict and wacky hijinks ensue um it's not it's it's very serious comic not, <laughs> i don't <laughs> Do want to people mislead the people <laughs> they're like
0: all right yeah <laughs> <out of laughs> well, it's I mean, not
3: I mean,
2: yeah it's a 10th page somebody's topic. already
3: sobbing like ugly crying <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah.
2: um but it's very good you know kirkman uh really relishes well in that uh you know kind of post-apocalyptic big disaster sort of scenario and um you know, it's, uh, you know, a little bit of wish fulfillment reading of not, you know, knowing that uh, someone's at least fictional life is maybe worse than ours.
0: There you go. That's a bleak way of wrapping it up. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Anybody else have a read or we transition to the to the elephant in the room that is peak TV? We've oh, been talking man. about it for a while. Peak TV, man, it's everywhere. All these amazing programs and not enough time to watch them so of course now you have a little bit more extra time maybe um so i'll i'll start because we brought it up already witcher i finally got two episodes in to the netflix series mm-hmm. i don't know why i haven't looked at it something about it just made me feel like it was there's we have a, there's a long history of video game stuff turned into motion pictures that are garbage yeah and i thought this would be that and i I, not only have i realized that it's not originally a video game it's a book but uh that it's actually pretty well done
2: so far uh i the one thing i can't get through is the accents I feel like uh, at least Gerald less accents and more. Just, it's just grunts. It's just, just <laughs> put your whatever you're feeling in that moment. Just put that on Gerald's grunt, and it's it's appropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah, our, he, he's the least uh, difficult to to translate through the grunt. Almost everyone else is like, oh, all the villagers are just impossible. But they luckily all end up dead often. So
1: uh, <laughs> oh <we're>, no, are <laughs> good. Hands. Yeah,
2: yeah. I like, I think uh, the perfect explanation I've seen of The Witcher is like, you know, people come in expecting, you know, their Game of Thrones replacement and they end up with the uh, spiritual successor to like Hercules and Xeno Warrior Princess and uh, I'm totally oh, okay yeah. with that. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. I, yeah. I didn't know it was a void I had in my life, but
4: it was and I filled.
0: Fair enough. Uh, anybody else have some TV that they want to catch us up on what they're catching up on?
4: Yeah, I got a weird one. Uh, All right, uh, love is blind. I've been <laughs> w- watching this uh, very interesting, very bizarre. Uh, well, it's not very, not, not too bizarre, but s- definitely very interesting sort of uh, like dating show in in the same uh, sort of uh, line as the Bachelor or Temptation Island kind of thing. So they get like a number of people. And they all have to like. It's like six men and six women. They all have to like interact with each other without actually hearing or like without actually sorry seeing their faces. So it's all like through like a wall. And by the end of like ten days, they have to decide if they want to marry somebody or not. Uh, And it's it seems really hokey, and it is. Um, But what the show does that's brilliant is like as like they're as soon as they decide they're going to get married, they let you see what happens afterwards and they spend an inordinate amount of time breaking down why their own concept doesn't work. And it's very interesting to watch because, like, it teaches you a lot about communication and, like, yeah, love isn't necessarily blind, but also, like, there's there's reasons why this doesn't work outside of just, like, physical attraction and everything else and the mystique of, uh, of, of you know, dating on a, on a reality TV show. And I really like that this is the first show I've seen anyway, that just decides, hey, we don't work as a concept. We're going to explain to you in de- in detail why we don't work as a concept. <laughs> I have no idea if this is getting a season two, because I have to imagine the audience would be like, well, that was terrible. But... No, I mean, I, I've heard
0: amazing things. I've heard people like no one's explained it to me before, but I, all my normal friends love the show.
4: Yep.
3: I've uh I think I've already heard about them casting second season, so I'm
4: I'm into it. Like I really want to see where the second season goes because I feel like they did such a good job of like really explaining like a lot of things and what the failures are and why certain relationships took off and like why very few did um it's just like i i would love to see a an even more self-aware season out of the second one because i don't know if more of the same is gonna cut it
0: all right nice we can't follow this up with another genre thing or i'll i'll <laughs> make us look like we're losers
2: anyway oh well i've been diving into my hbo uh Me too, backlog yeah. all right <gasps> uh, i got um uh, finishing up the mcmillions documentary i've got two episodes left. Um, and that's uh, that is not genre and super interesting um, because I, I feel like with McMillions, for those of you who don't know, it's, a, it's about the uh, McDonald's Monopoly scandal, which I feel like I remember vaguely hearing about when, you know, they busted the whole Monopoly ring back in the day. But like, it's so much more insane than like I could have ever imagined. Ooh. <laughs> um, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, and then my other two things are genre. So I, I powered It doesn't matter, Avenue. you
0: transitioned. It's okay. It's it. We're fine. We're, Al Bam. can't
2: judge us. Uh, I, I powered through Avenue 5, which is uh, the You Lori TV show about I being a captain it. on a spaceship. Uh, it's it. so funny mm. and it's so good. I just finished the last episode yesterday when it premiered, or on uh, Sunday when it premiered and I just, it is, it's so funny. The jokes land really well. It's, it's not, it's not super dour, despite the fact that they're in a dour situation, which makes it enjoyable as well. Um, But it's just laugh out loud hilarious.
0: I don't know if you've ever seen the show. It's um uh, uh, a British show called Red Dwarf. It was one of my favorites. Uh, it was about people. It's a, basically it's a lost in space show. I mean, you could make that almost as a subgenre, uh, mm. like including lost in space. Uh, but this was a lost in space comedy. I love that genre. I love the hopelessness. Yet at the same time, things aren't that bad. Cause they are on a luxury <laughs> liner and it's like, that is a sweet spot for me. And, and in this climate that l- we talked about this in pre-production, are you the type of person who wants to experience fun, joyful things now because you're stressed or are you the type of person who wants to experience awful things now because you're stressed? <laughs> this is like right in the middle, right, right. Perfectly in the middle Avenue
2: five. Love it. It is. It's, it's perfectly in the middle. And then last but not least, I didn't watch the premiere of Westworld, but I did watch like a 35 minute recap on season two of Westworld. So who knows? Maybe, <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm ready for Westworld season three. Maybe I'm not. Uh, yeah, we
0: finished. We got we got caught up on season two of Westworld, and I saw the first episode. It's pretty good. It's a it's a great show. It's one we barely talk about, which is weird because it's right up our alley. Maybe we're afraid of what Katie has to say because I'm assuming <laughs> she wants all robots to die. Just Katie like is
2: always. not a fan of those robots.
0: James and
3: I aren't supposed to talk about uh, Westworld <laughs> because uh, the last time I told him, I thought the second season was better than season, I heard words out of his mouth that I, you know, never thought I would hear out a James's mouth.
2: Oh, goodness. The first season is so much better than the second season. And he'll
0: endlessly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming there was more swearing the first time around. Or <laughs> Definitely. Also- <laughs> He's oh, eyes got a little
3: red. He, uh, he said some things that made me
0: blush. So, you know, he was uh, being a little serious. I'd like to see this fight happen again in real life. Um, anybody else? But, Matt, I you have-, have? Oh, Pope, yes, go on.
3: Well, I've taken one on the page uh, because actually Matt and James inspired me. So I'm restarting uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Woo! uh, Oh, nice. 17 episodes in now. So, you know, only like 150 left to go.
2: I am also picking around The Clone Wars right now, which has been really interesting after reading Frank's entire tirade uh, on The Status the other day about why he still likes The Clone Wars but has issues with it. Yeah. yeah, and it's just been very fascinating, particularly any one of the what was it the one with the um the I'm gonna say the monkey people, but they're kind of, you know they're oh yeah they're I like, just
3: I, that's that's the last
2: episode I left off on where they're ah oh, perfect so yeah and they're like like oh well we're pacifists so we don't fight and then the Jedi are like that's cool you don't have to fight and then the one guy's like no we need to fight and then yeah it's like. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's like it's like World War II, and I guess the separatists are Nazis, but maybe the Jedi but and, not Repu- really. and the Republic or Russia. I, I don't mean, everybody's know.
3: Everybody's bad. Everybody's bad.
2: Yeah, in that episode, they they were just gonna burn an entire planet for no reason. Like they were legitimately like mustaches. Like ears. test bombing.
0: You yeah, know I, I have not seen that episode, and I'm I'm I fully acknowledge that. But I do feel like the issue with Clone Wars is that they're like, we could kind of make this mature, but let's not try too hard. Let's not go (laughs) nuts here. Because I I don't think they they commit to any of those things all the time. Certain episodes they do commit or for a scene or something, but then they're like, ah, but, you know, everything goes back to normal. It's almost as if Dan Harmon wrote a war movie, a war (laughs) series, where he's like, yeah, but it's a TV show. It's got to go back to normal. You know Dan I mean?
2: Harmon wrote a war sitcom Dan Harmon's going to update MASH No, I'm ready for this let's I, do it. Yeah, actually
0: that sounds amazing <laughs> But but let's say Dan Harmon Isn't aware he's doing it
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Dan Harmon can't be in on the joke That's a problem for him <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah If someone just uh, calls him once a week And says, "Uh, so what about this episode He's like, I guess we could do one A, a bottle episode about uh Amy's boobs And then <laughs> that becomes a thing? I don't know. Sorry, go on Bo. Uh,
3: Yeah, uh, just the other show I'm watching right now, um, which I guess Taylor, my girlfriend, would choke me if I didn't talk about it uh, is Outlander. uh, Oh, oh, Outlander. Yeah, uh, amazing show, also based on a book series, which has like seven main books and like four anthologies or something like that. um, Like halfway through the first season, and if you're looking for like a lore-heavy, awesome, crazy, vaguely mystic show, but like still kind of grounded in reality, uh, it's uh, you know it's fun because it like starts in World War II era and then she gets like time traveled back to like the 1740s I think.
2: I, I was just going to mention I've always thought about recommending Outlander as one of our our late to the parties. Uh, for those of you who know uh, us and our content, I think our most famous and our kind of premier late to the party was Battlestar Galactica and Ronald D Moore, the guy who. Uh, you know was the guy behind Battlestar Galactica this is technically his like second series he's a showrunner of um, because he didn't have a series picked up between Battlestar and uh, Outlander but I feel like despite the fact that it's like maybe a different setting I feel like it fits that awesome like you know partially mystical lore heavy like right up our alley sort of stuff I consider it
0: it's, yeah, uh, I can speak
3: to it wonderfully. Taylor can tell you like like she like has hard eyes every second we're watching a show. Also, mm. I'd say it has more sex scenes than uh Game of Thrones. So you're 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 gold. Alright, yeah, that's like, good. Like, there's at least uh you know, two people stuff hanging out in every episode, I'd say.
0: <laughs> so when you said uh Outlander, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I thought You were talking about Outsider, The Outsider, which is a show we finished on HBO uh, that is not the same show. And you should definitely not watch it thinking you're going to get a romantic (laughs) story because it is deeply about child murder. Uh, And it's basically Stephen King. If if like imagine Stephen King thought, man, I could do stranger things and then did it. It's it's good. But it's it's difficult to watch at times in the beginning. But once you kind of muscle through what this is about and it's it, it again, it's almost like a, like a thin veneer of supernaturalness uh, happening uh, at first over uh, a story of, of a, a small town that goes nuts because uh, a child ends up dead, it's horrifying but really compelling. It's again, if you liked stranger things but thought, this could be worse. I think you would enjoy that show. Uh, Matt, I don't know. Do you have anything on TV that you want to that you're watching right now that you're uh, going through?
1: Yes, actually. All right. Um, It kind of stinks. Well, well, kind of ironic that I just finished Bojack Horseman, like binging through that entirely entire series right before all this has started. Damn. But mm-hmm. um, now I've actually gone started another series. I've been meaning to get into the good place. Uh, so so i actually just started that so finally gonna check what this is all about um i watched i think like the first two episodes or so two or three episodes and uh, i'm really enjoying it so far um it's very very funny um very charming um and in a way kind of deals with uh a lot of issues that i have (laughs) um so it's going to be an interesting experience and so like in, in a way it's similar to bojack where like it really makes me reflect and internalize like my thoughts and like who i am so it'll, it'll be an interesting experience it's such um,
0: a yeah it is absolutely a self-reflective show and i think you i hope you'll enjoy it please check back in with us i'm curious what you think
1: oh yeah definitely and uh not i uh, not really genre television but the world of professional wrestling is kind of at a very strange point right now, um, due to like issues of like needing, like there can't really be any crowds or gatherings. Um, we're having these interesting things where shows are done in like empty arenas. I've Um, seen some of that.
0: It's so creepy.
1: Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania has, has been decided to do with like the decided to be like run in the WWE training center. Uh, this year instead of like a big spectacle event. So that's gonna be very interesting to see. Um I know as of tonight, like while we're like after we're done recording this episode, I'm gonna be checking out AEW and they're also gonna be doing some kind of empty arena um empty arena episode. Uh even like a uh internationally like checking out some like Japanese pro wrestling. They've had they call it a no gate show. Uh, like nobody at the gate of the arena, uh, literally. Um, and it's just, uh, uh, you see these wrestlers come in and they do, like, their usual, like, entrances and they play to the crowd, but there's no uh, audience there. So usually somebody there that's either, like, either, like, a commentator or, uh, like, an official, they kind of play it along and they seem to have kind of, like, fun, where uh, if one of the wrestlers sit, like has, like, a big kind of, like, uh, a big face speech, like, asking the crowd how they're doing. Uh, like, the one person in the audience will reply back. And it's uh, it's interesting to watch. And it seems it's uh, a very neat, like, different look at professional wrestling. Because you're so used to, like, crowds and audience interaction. Like, that's a huge part of the enjoyment out of it. But seeing, like, these uh, wrestlers uh, get around it and just, like, uh, really shows kind of, like, their charisma and how they could even uh be their over the top personalities even if they have no one to play off of it
0: It, when they when it works well it's incredible it's an incredible amount of like showmanship but man is it creepy it is so weird sometimes
1: um one i saw some like really funny stuff Uh, i know for like wwe someone like placed uh uh a twin peaks music over this one guy's promo and it seemed like something straight out of the show. Another person said like you kind of like like watching a uh, wrestling right now on empty arenas it's less of like a, a fake sporting event more of some kind of very strange Beckett play <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 on point because like 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 it's a there's a level of drama and ridiculousness to it and just seeing like just like people going at it like so earnestly uh just kind of like to complete silence it's all it's a uh, it's kind of being at the at the theater in a sense
0: <laughs> that is yeah i think it's very accurate and there there's a lot of that kind of so live like broadway is closed right there yes. there are no live plays anywhere you can get you can you, sometimes you'll find some of them on tape or whatever it, you can't reproduce a live experience but what's weird to me is how much sporting like how much of televised sports uh, and sports entertainment is like powered by that live experience without you even realizing it. Uh, It's, it's incredible to watch if you, same thing is actually true of, and there probably isn't many opportunities um, except for maybe like a late night um, with Conan O'Brien. No, uh, the late show with, uh, with uh, Steve Colbert uh, doing again, an entire show in front of a not present audience. Those, if you could find them, if you could find either the the WWE or the A- or AEW or or this late night shows, watch them. It's it is the most jolly you'll ever see. The um, putting quotes around this apocalypse. No one ever told me it would be this like business as usual. And it's interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, not to worry people too much. It's it's definitely an experience you you you'll want to have. Uh, all right, I think uh, that pretty much wraps up TV. Anybody else got a show or something that they want to tell us about before we uh, transition?
4: I mean, I got two more. I guess I could I could talk about that are on Netflix. Um, all right. I, I like just to since I got so like mainstream there for a minute, I'll go like kind of like Kitty again and talk about some of my favorite franchises. Uh-huh. I will say Transformers Cyberverse is on Netflix That's and R. also on YouTube. <laughs> I yeah. will say it's a great show. I would say check it out. Seasons one and two free on YouTube. You should see it. Pretty good. No, um, was
2: was this the one you were worried about?
4: Um, this is not the net. This is not the Netflix. Uh, official War for Cybertron mm. Netflix yeah. show. This is one yeah. that came out for free on YouTube. It's 10-minute episodes. Um, and it, it's it's kind of the more kid-centric cartoon. But honestly, it's really, really vibrant. Uh, the animation style is actually really good. Um, it doesn't hold as many punches as you would think, all things considered. Um, there are definitely some moments where characters kick it, and it's like, oh, okay, that guy's dead now. All right. Um, it, like, it definitely gets very 86 movie on you at one point. So it's, it's pretty good. I definitely say check it out. And also, um, since it's about to end when it hits its fifth season, I'd say now be the time to catch up on She-Ra Princess of pa- and the Princess of Power. It's. I've
0: been meaning to, yeah.
4: I will say, man, that show, not even just as a kid show, but as a TV show, is really, really good. Like, the interpersonal relationships the animation uh the like cool inventive world that you get to live in and the sort of like it's it's very adventure timey but also like not as surreal or as goofy um it's just like we live in a magical future that we used to have a modern society that isn't here anymore um and it's very cool because of it the villain is fantastic uh, Hordak, the main bad guy, is just great. He's very genre-savvy, which I love in a villain. I love when a villain is, is genre-savvy and knows like, oh no, this is how this is going to play out. <laughs> and just knows when it's time to jump ship and when not to, except when inevitably all villains get overtaken by their emotions and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's just, man, is it really good. I definitely say check that out. Oh god, cannot say enough good about those characters. And Damn, just watch it, please. <laughs> oh my god,
0: it's almost over. Nice, very good, very very cool. Uh I I don't know if we have much to speak of in terms of movies unless there's a movie that you guys managed to catch up on. Uh the last time I caught up on movies was all the DC movies recently. I don't think I'll do that again. But um <laughs> But in the next couple of days, actually, probably the time this is posted, maybe that day, uh, we are we're continuing non pro con in an attempt to give you something interesting to do to help fill your day. Uh, And I think we're going to be doing another watch party in our fan club on Facebook. Uh, we might be doing it somewhere else. We may do it on Twitch as well. We, we've had Ooh. some luck with Twitch so far. but uh, we're gonna be watching something together. That's right. Just like the olden days, it starts at a particular time. You could chat along with us. You maybe even interrupt with your own videos if you'd like. Uh, we're gonna leave it as a surprise what we're doing. Uh, to, in the past, we've done some public domain movies and we might be revisiting that. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find something incredibly goofy because that's that's another experience that feels more fun with people. Definitely to a movie and watching with everyone else. Uh so I I I can't wait to uh do that with all of you listening uh in the next couple days. Um but I you know I think that's it. I'm I'm very proud of what we've done so far with non pro con.
4: Yeah Yeah. oh actually I do have a movie that I wanted to talk about Frank if you wanted to hear about it. Sure. Yeah. So um I was sitting back and like, you know what's good to watch in times like these horror films, right? Yeah. So um I I watched uh recently Antrim, um, the deadliest movie ever made. Uh which is a very fascinating film in its own way, as it had about a year and a half, if not two years, of marketing where it explained itself as uh the movie that you would watch and then eventually die.
2: Okay. Uh, I had no idea this happened. Or this did happen in, a,
4: in a, a viral marketing campaign about a documentary as kind of or a mockumentary of like people who had seen the film and what happened afterwards, like how it had gotten rejected from film festivals. Uh, oh, it, had, yeah. it had been made in the ni- in nineteen it had been made and released in nineteen seventy nine. And it is not made in nineteen seventy nine. It clearly has too good a sound quality for that, but they do their damnedest to make this movie look like it was made in 1979 Uh, it has that old kind of like Texas chainsaw uh, hills have eyes kind of aesthetic um, which makes it very like kind of cool and like oh man like there's like stop motion animals like for shots just because like you can't like because it was made on such a shoestring budget you couldn't actually harangle animals to do this or hire a guy that could (laughs) i uh, i've
0: heard of the Herbage legend that this movie seems to be based on and i am here for it i'm looking it up as you're talking this sounds really interesting it's uh, without really Spoiling cool. anything did how was it
4: um how was it it's it's very clearly kind of an ARG, like it's an alternate reality game kind of thing, like in the same vein as many other online like TV shows and stuff like that, or not TV shows, but like online web series and stuff like that. It's not that. It is an actual movie and it does bookend the, the film with documentary style stuff in the beginning at the end. Uh, both are actually really good. The movie itself, it's actually not a bad film. Um, it's, it's hard to explain too much about it. Like, Like I liked it but also I can understand why people Would walk away being like well I was waiting for the shoe To drop and what happened Um, I can understand that complaint But the plot of the film is essentially uh, A brother and sister go in the middle Of the woods and decide they're going to Dig a hole into hell Um, As you do As you do and things just go Consistently More and more wrong uh, As the film goes goes on Uh, And it's man it it does tension fantastically. I will say this about the film: like you, like you hold your breath from the time the movie starts to like by the time it sort of stops. Uh, like there's some really good gimmicks in that, uh, but like yeah, there's a lot of commentary on the aspects of storytelling, and there's a lot of meta kind of context to it. But the, I think the unfortunate thing that it suffers from is that. Hey, we're we're expecting you to continue to play this game after the movie's over, and it's like I don't got time for that, or I don't really want to do that. So, sorry.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I would definitely say check it, it? out. Though. How,
4: did, how did you? How did you pick you it up? You can rent it on uh, on YouTube, or okay. you can go get it off Amazon Prime. Excellent. Yep.
0: Excellent. So there you go. We got a bunch of recommendations for you more than enough to fill your for your days for a little while. And we actually want to hear what you're doing. So please drop us a line as a comment on this uh, on this post. Uh, I, there's a lot more to get to. And I'm, I am I think most excited by the things that we get to do together. So let's keep up with those uh, game streams and those. Uh, movie watch parties and stuff. Uh, if you have any suggestions for that, please let us know as well. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, what are you what are you guys most excited about in the next couple of days? What do you really want us to do together as a group?
1: Uh, I would definitely be down for more streaming. Uh, last night, uh, Jackbox was a lot of fun. And I think there's lots of potential for either more streaming Jackbox or streaming some other stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's very exciting to see the non-pro Twitch. Uh, start uh, 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 doing more stuff with that so that's what I'm looking forward to
2: just the ways we're going to get to socially interact online I mean you know for better or for worse I'm spending a lot more time on Facebook on social media uh, you know probably because of the panic but <clears throat> that's had the uh, bonus effect of getting to hang out in the non-pro fan club not missing any of our fun March Madness we've got going on uh, you know, and just getting to talk to people that I, you know, I haven't chatted with in a while.
0: Absolutely. How uh, how offended are all of you about how March Madness is going?
2: Incredibly offended. I feel <laughs> so like ignorant.
3: Mickey Mouse dropping out in the first round was really just uh, a precursor to everything.
2: You're that was amazing, right.
3: though. That was amazing. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, it was absolutely great. And at least it was like, it wasn't to a joke. Somebody really loved Tom and Jerry. And a lot of us do. I I was actually upset to see them leave so fast. Um, I'm thing I'm most afraid of right now, Hypnotoad beat Godzilla. And I'm like, I think Hypnotoad's going all the way. Probably. I think I, I, it, I
4: am actually scared of that too, because I was really surprised about that. I like, oh my God. Like, I liked Hypnotoad, but I, I mean haha. He's a
0: one dro- he's a one joke character. I don't yep. want him going all the way, but I, I don't think That, <laughs> oh, that no. joke is very charming for I have to vote for Hypnotoad. So oh man, it's gonna be an issue. And the winner is Hypnotoad. Yeah, that's what everybody's going to be looking for. But and I don't really see anyone standing in his place and his way for a while. It's gonna be, ugh, it's gonna be a tough battle. But uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you guys for joining us in. As always, like, follow, subscribe, leave us a good review. It's how we pay the bills, I guess. I don't really know how it works. But enjoy, stay sane, and keep talking to us. We're we're here to help.
4: Good night, everybody.
1: Good night. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer Frank Hablawi.